You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive, this place is no place for civilized man. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel, 3CR's look at the Australian film industry and filmmakers. And uh, today uh, I'm profiling a film, uh, a series, actually. It's a series that was... uh, on four important Indigenous activists, and it's called Rebels with a Cause. And I got to speak to Kit Williams, who's the producer of the uh, series. It was uh, commissioned by NITV, but it's getting its first airing at MIF, Melbourne International Film Festival. The first two parts were played on Wednesday and uh, they were the episodes uh, profiling Neville Bonner and uh, uh, Pat uh, O'Shane and uh, the next two are going to be shown on Saturday at 3.45 at ACME which uh, profile uh, Ujuru uh, Nunakal and Tiger Bales, important Indigenous broadcaster, and the families are coming down to actually be part, do a and a after the event. So a uh, very interesting uh, series of uh, documentation of these people. And as Kit tells us, an enormous amount of fantastic uh, um, material from the past is uh, shown in these series. But we'll get on with talking to Kit about uh, uh, Rebel with a Cause. Uh, thanks for inviting me on the show. It's, um, it's, I think it's really exciting, the, the project that we've been working on. It's called Rebel with a Cause, and it's about you know, four Queensland trailblazer uh, First Nations people that have just done incredible things and changed the course of Australian history and the stories that we tell go from the 1930s right through to the present day. So um, Neville Bonner was born in the 20s, Ujuru Nunaka was born in the 20s, uh, Tiger Bales was born in the 50s and um, uh, Pat O'Shane was born uh, in the 50s, uh, no, maybe earlier than that, the the 40s. So she's 80. She's 82. She's 82. She's 82, that's right. Yeah, so she's still alive. She sees the last of the four that are still alive. So the way that I came onto the work was that I'm an old Karma alumni from many years ago. I used to be the executive producer of Karma Productions, which is, for people who don't know, that's the Central Australian Aboriginal Media Association, which has had a long and you know amazing history around um, 
Aboriginal, it's sort of the equivalent of the BBC or the ABC for Aboriginal media. It's got a radio station, a media... Um, and, and broadcast in language. Yeah, broadcasting in language, yeah. that's right. It's I was at Triple when um, that yeah. all happened and there was a lot of support and lots of work done. Fantastic work. Yeah, exactly. So I sort of, you know, cut cut my teeth there with a lot of other really fantastic filmmakers and one of the guys that I was working there with, Dina Curtis, is the executive producer of this production. So she's a uh, Warramungu woman and she gave me a call and said, you know, um, you know, I've got this show that I'm doing with NITV. Would you like to series produce? I said, yeah, that'd be fantastic. So it was pitched to NITV just as a sort of Australian story style magazine show, like a, you know, sort of portraits. It was originally called Black Portraits. But then as we got under the bonnet of it and we were working with, Four, it's got four Aboriginal directors for each episode, so four episodes. Um, as we sort of started digging deeper and finding the stories for these people, we sort of realised, well, actually, you know, there's a lot of amazing archive content and there's a, there's a lot, of, you know, there was a lot of different phases of each of these characters' lives. So as the uh, filming progressed and then as the editing progressed, we sort of realised, so all up, the series has got about 160 minutes of archive in it, which is massive for, you know, four one-hour shows, which are 200 minutes, so almost three quarters of it is archive. And that's been such an incredible process of um, working with the National Archive around Aboriginal representation, uh, Aboriginal story content, but then also um, working with a lot of private archive as well, so through friends, through family, you know, home video, lots of photographs. We were able to get access to Neville Bonner's private collection at the National Library of Australia and to see his filing cabinet when he was a senator. You know, it's all still there in the manila folders and you can see everything that was going on there. So through those archive materials, we were able to piece together parts of the story and then actually finding a lot of interviews that were done. So, sorry, I should go back. <laughs> The stories are about Neville Bonner, Pat O'Shane. So Pat's coming down to Melbourne. She, I'm actually picking her up from the airport in about four hours or something, her and her daughter. So she's coming down. So they'll be playing on Wednesday night at 6 p.m. at Acme. Um, and Susan Bonner, who's Neville's granddaughter, who's in the film, she's, her, um, she's coming down as well for that. And then the other two episodes playing at... Uh, the matinee on Saturday at 3.45 at ACME is um, Ujuru Nunakul and Tiger Bale. So Ujuru Nunakul's um, grandson and granddaughter and great-grandson are coming down and they're all they're featured in the film. And Tiger Bales's brother, Mick Bales, and his daughter, Yarika Bales, are coming down as well. So they're all really different films because they've been directed by Ford different Aboriginal directors which have got their own you know style but also as characters and they have their own feeling you know they have their own political philosophy and um, their own vibe around the way that they like to get work done but there's this, I think what is what goes right through all the four episodes is that there is this similarity in terms of this drive and this determination to change the situation uh, even Australian society uh, and to change the way that Aboriginal people are treated, that uh, Aboriginal people are represented in the media, the legislation around that. So each app sort of focuses on that through different 
you know, through a senator's eyes, through a magistrate's eyes. Pat was Australia's first Aboriginal magistrate. Neville was Australia's first Aboriginal senator. Uh, through a poet's eyes, so Udru was the first Aboriginal person to be published, um, published a book, a, a verse of poetry, and Tiger, who was, you know, a phenomenal force of nature in the Aboriginal media scene, you know, setting up AAA Murray Country in Brisbane and um, Radio Redfern, got amazing access to archive too, so... Uh, there's a mm. cultural things to ask you about because the, mm -hmm. this series, uh, one, uh, I noticed that uh, you're the producer, but you've also got members of each family with each episode as the producer as well. So it's about um, asking permission to tell these stories, isn't it? That's right. So they've been an incredibly close collaboration with the families. So, you know, there's no way that we could have told these stories without the support and the input of families. So, you know, once we initially got the support from NITV that to commission the work and the directors came on board and they had an idea in their mind who the stories, you know, who the characters were that they wanted to pursue as, as their portrait, then we reached out to the families and sat down with them and sort of talked through the idea. And really that was a process of just getting a feeling for each other, you know, mainly the family's kids getting a feeling for us if it was something that they wanted to be involved with. Um, and one, we for Ujuri's episode, CO um, Tusa and I went over to Stradbroke Island and sat with Raymond um, Nunca there at, you know, in front of his house and he, you know, just sort of sat and sort of checked us out really. Then after a few, you know, conversations and we had a look at some photographs and sort of said, okay, well, you need to talk to my sister. We went and met with her and then, that, you know, one thing led to another and we're at the library looking at her private collection at UQ where there's, you know, 50 boxes or something of her, her published work and then going to the Stradbroke Museum where there's boxes of unpublished poetry. So, you know, pretty amazing. And the same for all of the characters as well. So Mick Bales with... Tiger's story, working really closely with the family, going up to Theodore where Tiger grew up, sitting with them, talking through the idea, looking at photographs, sort of discussing what the boundaries were also for the project. And it, it wasn't really about, you know, what we could or couldn't talk about. It was more about, okay, well, you know, if we want to raise these issues or look at these things, how's the best way that we do that, that everybody's, you know, feels like we'll get the best out of the material, really. So... Uh, and then we, you know, we shot with everybody. We did interviews with family members that wanted to come forward. And then in the post-production, there was a constant kind of toing and froing with the family, checking facts or looking at the materials, um, sending them rough cuts for feedback, really just sending photographs to say, look, we're in this process now, we're doing this now. And the final stage of it is the, the actual screening now, so that those guys coming down and being a part of that. So... I think what's super important is about the understanding of it's one thing to access another person's story, but the media has this way of just being almost like an extractive resource industry where it just goes in and it you know takes the story and 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 never comes back and never supports. Whereas this is more about sort of providing the the benefit with the families as well. And uh, we're in the middle of an interview with uh, Kit Williams. She was the producer of uh, a four-part uh, series about uh, four important Indigenous activists. It's going to be shown, two of them, episodes are going to be shown at 3.45 at ACME on Saturday. Uh, the four people are Neville uh, Bonner, 
Pat O'Shane and the ones that are going to be on on Saturday are Udri uh, Newknuckle and uh, Tiger Bales. We'll continue with our conversation. These works where we are at the moment in Australia uh, is that there, it's an important time to be reflective on the work and the activism and the effort and the struggle and the fight really that has been in this country right from the invasion. Partly what the goal and the ambition of the workers to do is to celebrate that effort and to celebrate those lives and what people put on the line to bring about change so that where we are now and we understand much more clearer as a society, as a collective, the shoulders of the elders and the older people and the people that have fought really hard, those shoulders that we're standing on, and also understanding some of the legacies that are in the discourses of where we are today, the understandings about, you know, why we sort of talk about sovereignty in the way that we do or the notions of self-determination, you know, there was an element of that word coming through, particularly around the sort of Black Panther, um, the influence of the Black Panther movement and Dennis Walker, which is a Drew's son, and Tiger getting involved with that and, and sort of seeing that self-determination, self-sufficiency, self-management ideas coming through in the uh, land rights movement and the land rights protests in the 70s and onwards. So the feeling amongst the families and amongst the filmmakers was that we wanted to be able to have this historical work which was able to really show a broad cross-section of four different people that were in the Australian society working to bring about change in their own field and to access the sort of historic archive in order to do that. I was really pleased to be able to see these representations of these people's lives because all of these people have public personas. And if you've been alive through their period of uh, activism, you will have experienced them from a mainstream media perspective or uh, depending on where you come from in the political spectrum. And this actually puts together a much deeper understanding of what they were about. Neville Bonner in particular was fascinating to me because I never really understood how he could have been a Liberal. Well, he tells this great story, which, I mean, and this is the thing, I mean, with with Neville's story, we were able to get access to an old Film Australia interview that Robin Hughes did many years ago, um, which were, thanks to Naomi Hall, who was our archive producer, incredible asset to the Australian film industry. Um, She knows the archive back to front. She used to work at Film Australia and she said to me, oh, Kit, you know, when I was working there, um, I know that there's the outtakes from this interview that Film Australia did with Neville. You know, they made this one-hour film and then there's like seven hours of interview that's never seen the light of day. So she was able to access that for us. So we were able to listen to that archive interview and really, you know, go to really interesting places with that. But he tells this story about how it's the reason why he gravitates towards the Liberal Party and the values of the Liberal Party. And I think that's there. It's pretty clear in in the work in terms of... And I think that's also really important as well to have an understanding of 
that the Aboriginal political spectrum is not necessarily always people gravitating towards the left or gravitating towards the radical left, is that there is an incredible spectrum of thinking and ideas and political philosophies in Aboriginal society that is really diverse. And I think that needs to be teased out a bit more as we start moving forward around the voice as well, because that's really important part of the society in terms of, a dis- of the disagreement. Even like Pat in her episode, she talks about, she says it's important to have dissenters like myself in the community in order to bring about change. You know, she's not afraid to speak up and speak her mind. I mean, in her episode, she's running for 2022 federal election in the Leichhardt seat up against Warren Ench. And she doesn't win, but what she does do is bring attention to the fact that there were some problems around voter suppression in Cape York and right across the north of Australia uh, around AEC, so the Australian Electoral Commission boots not being manned. Um, and that having an and or the education programs around um, helping Aboriginal people who you know English is not necessarily first or second language the language helping people understand the how to vote process because it is quite complicated so um, and transport to get people to the voting booth so there's a problem there and I think it's great to see Pat in her 80th year still at the absolute coalface of Indigenous issues and Indigenous representation in the political sphere. She's right at that coalface and we, we tried to bring that out in this particular episode. Even though you know she'd been around in the 70s, she was instrumental in the 1983 New South Wales land rights legislation. She was you know a magistrate that tried to bring about change in the drug courts, changing sentence, you know, to try and think about jail as the absolute last resort in terms of sentencing options for people, trying to find other ways. So there's lots of nuggets of um, policy ideas in there for people that are you know, interested in this space as well and verbatim from these incredible people. Yeah, well, they are incredible people. The uh, level of personal grit really comes across. <laughs> I mean, really, the, the yeah. way these people have uh, got to where they got to. One of the things that the film gets across is that each of the people appear to have had a personal mantra and they seem to have collected their mantra from an earlier, very influential uh, family member quite often. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that was important for the story. We wanted to try to communicate where that person's political philosophy was, like what that person's political philosophy was or where that had come from. So, um, you know, I love Tiger Bales' political philosophy. Uh, you know, he's got this line where he says, are you going to be an honourable ancestor? Yeah, I know. And that question is always in the forefront of his mind around, you know, if I do this thing, is this going to be it? You know, honourable And the family iterate that. They iterate, you know, this idea of... And that comes from his mum. That comes from Maureen Watson, the great Maureen Watson, you know, about the importance of, of understanding your position in the line your position in, in your actions and what you're doing and how they're going to impact moving further for people coming up. That that, that idea that you, you that is in the community around, you know, making sure that the younger generation are being trained up, that they're learning, that, you know, there's these values that are coming through in the learnings that are happening with the younger people. And the, all the training, you know, I think Neville talks about that. Uh, I mean, particularly Pat. Uduru and Tiger, because, you know, Uduru set up a cultural learning school on her 
land in Stradbroke Island and at one point, you know, when she sort of turns away from the mainstream and starts setting that up, she sort of says, oh, adults, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, intellectual diarrhoea. You've just got to focus on the young people. You've got to focus on them. They're the ones. And so she just, you know, solidly hones in on those. And Pat talks about that too because she was a teacher before she became a barrister and a magistrate. And, you know, she talks about training young minds, giving them showing them different values, showing them role models of, you know, people. Because you've got to be able to have that imagination and, and dream. And I think that's part of the, the, the idea of this work is about inspiring young people and inspiring the community to to see where others have come from and, and to see, you know, that a lot of the things that we're saying now that are there's there still hasn't been change. You know, we still we still don't have land rights. We've got native title. We don't have land rights. You know, there's there's still problems with people in jails. There's still problems with the education system. There's still problems with representation of Aboriginal people in the media. You know, all of these issues and many, 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 many more. Um, there's still massive issues that we've got. You know, legal representation, all of those things. So we tried to tell talk about those things, but do it through a character, you know, through, through a very intimate personal story where you're feeling for them. You know, Ujuri's a mother, Pat's a mother, you know, um, Tiger's got eight daughters, you know, they're all, they all have their own personal journey in this and they're, you know, they're sort of working that personal, that private life and that public life together. Well, they all talk about uh, uh, that role model that their uh, people have given them. And uh, Pat O'Shane talks about being the change. You have to be the change. And uh, uh, Ujuru's uh, great-granddaughter, she, I think, she said something yep. re really interesting. She said that thing about when she changed her name, she regained her sovereignty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 Elizabeth. Um, Walker, she says that one. Um, yeah, that's that's something that I hope that Raymond and um, Petrina, who are present at the uh, screening on Saturday, you know, I hope someone in the audience asks that question because you know the, the Walker family are an incredibly strong family. You know, on Munjerabah, um, over on Sherbrooke Island, Munjerabah, bringing language, bringing. Aboriginal concepts names into the mainstream. I mean, also part of the series, what we've tried to do is to, where we possibly can, change the names. So each of the cities, each of the locations have got the traditional name. And we went to the land councils and asked, you know, what is the name? So not just to sort of find it on the internet, but actually go as best we can back to the communities. Because also recognising that these are really important documents that will themselves go into the archive. And so I think in all of the material that hasn't made it into the film, myself and this fantastic young uh, Indigenous editor sis that I've been working with, Kat Dingwall, who's got an incredible future ahead of her, um, just training her up in understanding the editing process and you know all of the back end of organising all this archive and everything. Just keep saying to her, make sure that there's a cookie trail there's a you know a cookie crumb trail so that if somebody wants to find this material in our archive which will eventually go to IATSIS and it'll be there that the next people coming along will be able to find this material the photographs of the families 
they're just so beautiful, the photos of the families. And um, the thing that amazed me was they're talking about actually incredibly hard physical deprivation and nasty, nasty racist uh, behaviours oh. towards them. And the pictures, you'd never know from the pictures that this was actually happening to them because they, their faces and the way they stand together is so good. Yeah, well... You know, institutional racism and systematic racism is, um, it, it can be very brutal and very in your face, you know, but it can also be incredibly subtle. And I think part of what we wanted to show also is that our characters are human beings. I mean, Dennis Walker says really clearly, you know, that you have to understand that we're human beings. And when a, a black fellow says, you know, get off, we're asserting our human right. There's some great photos that we got of when Ujuru first published her book. And, you know, it's of photographs of her in amongst all these writers. She was a part of the realist writers movement um, and she was encouraged by the Communist Party, which is how she found her tribe um, in terms of like the writing community that supported her. They gave her and encouraged her to go out and publish her first book and there's photographs of her in her house you know with the kitchen sink behind her that sort of you know very much you know very grounded notion but yeah the photographs I think it's just families it's just like every family you know there's, ba there's photos of babies there's, there's, you know, we, we had photos of Neville Bonner's funeral that we didn't end up using that was a really important part of it so that audiences doesn't matter black white or brindle can see themselves in these characters as brothers and sisters and mothers and uncles and then to understand to better understand the absolute sheer pain and grit like you say that these characters were up against and how brave how incredibly brave someone like Neville Bonner was to walk through the front doors of parliament uh, with an SD of stubbies from Darwin by the way <laughs> he literally just finished his job as a bridge builder and, you know, the following Monday he had five bucks in his pocket and walked through the front door of Parliament House as Queensland's new Liberal Senator. You know, but how brave he must have been. And then to go in there with all of those grammar school boys and to speak to power like that in the walls of Sammy. And he talks about how lonely it was. He was never invited to after-hours activities. He was never invited, you know, and so, um, and then on the other side of it, you know, he's in there and, and, and the tent embassies being set up outside in the halls of, on the grass lawns and they're yelling out, you know, all sorts of profanities at him and so he's kind of the meat in the sandwich in a way, but he was so brave and he, what he was doing in there in terms of trying to put forward bills that were about the Anti-Discrimination Act or the Anti-Hatred, which ended up being the Racial Hatred Act, which was part of, you know, what he brought forward, or the, the land rights legislation in 86. He was the head of the committee for that. So, you know, he was up against it. And just, just a man, just a man, not sleeping at night, trying to work out how he was going to make it happen. So that, that it's trying to bring about, per, like, to give it that, those personal perspectives. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. You've, done, you've done a great job. Uh, and oh, Thank uh, you, kindly. I mean, it's a team effort, like we say. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think we've really, you know, there's been a lot of people involved on the project over and heaps of archive houses that have come on and really supported us. Oh, we've got this other stuff. Do you want to have a look at it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we've got this other stuff. You know, and, and 
and I think just there's a lot of really great will around wanting to tell these stories and it just felt like it's the right time. And that was Kit Williams. Uh, the film, the series is called uh, Rebel With A Cause and uh, two episodes are going to be played at ACME this Saturday at 3.45. Really worth getting along. Coming up next is uh, Published or Not and we'll go out with some Emma Donovan because I'm in love with her. Through my door, you got a friend, a friend with an open heart. Get a friend, a friend you can call. Don't forget when you're down and in darkness, I can pick you up in the hardest. Said I'll be there for you, and I'll be the one to help you through. Feel shame, I can see it in your face. I've been there and I know. Pick up your lid, take a lift up, keep your head up, feel the love, take a lift from me. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.